a Radio 191 FM podcast. Listener discretion is advised for this segment as we will be discussing domestic violence and alcohol use. With the weekend's rugby game having passed, discussion commenced about whether the common held perception that there is an, an increase in intimate partner violence after sports games is more fact or more fiction. Reaching out to the Women's Refuge, they responded with a statement which said that they caution blaming an, an increase in alcohol use for escalating family violence and that alcohol alone can never cause abuse and most people who drink even harmful amounts don't use violence. Further, they said that on this myth, that after an increase of violence after sports games losses, there is research to suggest that whether it's a win or a loss, that perhaps there is violence. But on the whole, this theory is more myth and is based on an anecdote. Alcohol use can make violence more likely, but it's not the same, and saying it is an excuse. To further discuss this, as it is quite interesting, as it does seem to be a common-held public belief, or at least in some discourses that we've been exposed to, We are about to be joined live on air by Dr. Carol Harrington from the School of Social and Cultural Studies at Victoria University of Wellington. We're going to bring her on live right now. Kia ora, Carol. Can you hear us? Yes, kia ora, Nico. Thank you very much for joining us today. That's fine. It's good to talk to you. (laughs) So I just want to begin by asking why do you personally think that there is a commonly held perception that domestic violence does increase after a loss of major sporting events like is there any support for this or how do you think that this myth came about just in discourse I think it's really interesting and I was thinking about it that possibly it's the sense that the loss of the sports game is so so devastating that there'll be some tragic outbreak of violence and it represents how wrapped up people are in, in some certain sports and how significant they think it is. But I also think it represents a, a misconception of what domestic violence looks like and that what we what some studies have shown is that there's increased reporting of violent incidents to the police after sports, whether it's a win or loss. Um, But most domestic violence is around about coercive control, so it's an ongoing pattern of behaviour. It's not to do with any discrete incident. So whether or not there's an incident of physical violence, that's part of a bigger pattern of coercive and control that can evolve involve monitoring someone's phone and who they see and where they go and how they behave in the house and what they're doing at any point in time. And so violence is a threat that backs that kind of control up, but it's not the the totality of what domestic violence looks like. And so, you know, the the research isn't conclusive, but even if there are more reports to the police, that's still only a small slice of the intimate partner violence that's happening in society. Definitely. And just building off of that about how statistics are not fully conclusive about what domestic violence looks like or how it can be 
just kind of calculate it. It was mentioned as well in the Women's Refuge uh, statement in response to our initial questions that statistics are quite hard to get in regards Mm. to domestic violence. And do you think, I guess, just building on this point, that this is one of the reasons why that this myth is quite common in public just discourse because it is very hard to actually conceptualize how like deep this issue is of domestic violence or what it looks like yeah i think that's right that um a lot of people don't have a clear picture of what domestic violence is and i guess it plays into some of the stereotypes around men's sports that they are associated with violence and there's been quite a lot of research about sports teams and violence and also kind of the other flip side of that is the excuses made for sports figures who are accused of violence Um, and so if certain sports male sports embody the ideals of masculinity that we value if we think that sports is associated with men's violence, it's also suggesting an acknowledgement that men's violence is part of the culture of sport and so that the society sort of braces itself that if we have a a big sports event, that's going to create certain harmful forms of masculinity. So I'm just kind of thinking aloud here, but it's almost like reflecting an ambivalence we have about the sorts of masculinity that we as a society celebrate. Mm, but yeah, that's really interesting. And before we let you go, I think you did bring up a really good point just about how it is kind of in tandem with just like hegemonies about what sports and what sporting is like in New Zealand being a very uh, you know, masculine-dominated field with uh, like key sports teams like the All Blacks. So, do you personally think that, or just think perhaps that, um, when we try and consider violence and we consider sports, that there needs to be a bit of a cultural and social change about how we conceptualise violence and just the nature of sports games and what they should actually bring and like harness that it should be separated from how it is currently considered yeah it would be great if our our idealized sports heroes did project non-violent forms of masculinity and make it really really clear that violence against women in particular violence against children and violence against anyone but since we're talking about intimate partner violence it's generally against women partners and that that's unacceptable and so that if we had that kind of leadership um, and clear messaging that would be great and also that culturally that we don't celebrate or excuse violence when we when it does make it into the public view which with prominent sports people it does sort of with some regularity This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.